You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Good evening. Here we are on this fabulous Friday night. You have tuned in to Punk Wisdom with Matt and Allison. And here we have with us tonight our engineer, Jess, Josh, Hello. Matt, and myself, and then our extra special guests, Bruce and Brett, for the night. So, hello, fellas. Hello. How's it going, guys? We're going to first ask Matt, please explain to the mass audience what punk wisdom means, where you got it from, and the like. The like. I suppose, yeah. The like. Why did I even pick this name? I, I believe it or not, I was just bouncing around in my head trying to figure out what the heck we were going to call this podcast to begin with. And I we really did didn't know where for I wanted quite to go a while. Um, punk wisdom. What is punk wisdom? Well, one, I got the name, I didn't coin it. Uh, and the person who probably did coin it is a guy named Rob Bell. He did a series on his own uh, podcast about wisdom. And his final one he did was called Punk Wisdom, which is basically a conventional, unconventional wisdom. Um, so that's kind of where we we're going to go with this. I figured the title of it fits exactly what I was planning on doing with it. So let me explain a little bit what that is. Um, let's see. When we were kids... We were all explained the rules of the house, rules of life when you're just toddlers going on up. But you never really find out what those rules are for because you're too young to figure it out and understand it, right? But So you follow the rules because that's just part of life. Then when you start getting older, you start figuring out what those rules, why they're put in place, why these rules are here, why the government does their thing, whatnot. And that's more of the conventional wisdom, I guess you could call it. You had the pre-wisdom, conventional wisdom, and then the post-conventional or the unconventional, if you want to call it that are those people that uh, kind of recognize the rules. They are okay with the rules, some of them, but they also notice that eh, not everything is as hunky-dory as I thought they were when I was growing up, i.e. civil rights, women's right to vote, uh, labor unions, standing up and getting rights for all the labor workers. Um, so when it, you realize some rules may need to be broken. Maybe not necessarily broken, but at least amended, but yes. Fair enough. I mean, look at Muhammad Ali, Mother Teresa, Gandhi. You know, the list goes on and on and on and on. And those are more along the lines of punk wisdom, just recognizing that, you know what, things aren't always black and white. And so that's kind of where we're coming in. I want to take a look at it. I want to be able to cross that bridge. I want to be able to, you know, uh, walk in someone else's shoes, so to speak. Oh, it's so that- this is where where Facebook is not. Where we can come and have opposing opinions and opposing views. Um, because if I hear the word snowflake, I might just go postal. <laughs> so there is no names. It's but all an intellectual conversation about why things are the way they are, how we feel about them. Yeah, and, and not everything is going to be exactly how we want them. Because guess what? We're all unique individuals. Right. And we all don't see the world the same way. And that's okay. I mean, if we were all thinking the same way, we all live the same way, what boring life would that be? Fair enough. You know, right. So let, let's value each other's opinions, regardless if they're different. I think that's what makes people fascinating. I'm um, actually right most of the time, so just a heads up. That's why. I have- <laughs> <laughs> that's a great way to start your statements. Perfect. That's why I invited you. Um, oh no! But anyway, that's kind of where we're at. Um, and you know, when I when I, I started years ago, back in well, let me let me back this up. I'm going to give you a cliff notes of a cliff notes version of me. Because I don't want to get into super details because that's just going to bore the crap out of people unless they want to hear it. Um, I grew up right wing, 
Christian, conservative. I voted the Republican ticket straight down the line. I, I'm sorry. Exactly. Right. But that was me. I was gung-ho NRA member. You name it, I was there for a good for the most of my life, honestly. I think it was only in the last 10 years where I started like, there's something else out there. Um, but anyways, that's the background I came from. And one of the things I learned back then even, which I think was started me on this path, was an article I read was – People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. So I can't go stand out in a corner someplace and preach to somebody when they don't know who I am. They could care less what I have to say. Some motives matter. Totally. Totally. Um, so that's kind of where we're coming – what I'm looking at with this. I'm thinking if you know who I am, where my background is, maybe you might actually hear some of my opinions and you don't necessarily have to agree with them because there's another quote. I'll throw quotes out at you. Another quote saying you don't have to believe everything somebody says to believe anything somebody says. So you're not going to agree with everybody 100 percent of the time, obviously. And there's going to be people out there you're not going to agree with 95 percent of the time, but there might be a little bit of something he comes out of his mouth that yeah no that just means sense. i stopped listening to him a long time ago so i don't i don't probably <laughs> yeah, and it's people like you <laughs> <laughs> well that's why i'm here right i have the uh, perpetual growth syndrome so exactly yes. exactly so I, I think it's safe to say i've almost done a complete 180 <laughs> <laughs> not true um, because i i will add a footnote um to your biography which you are a fabulous husband a wonderful father a oh, hard God. worker um, you hold a family together. You you do have those traditional values, and some of that love and giving more than you get, and all that stuff is still present in who you are and what you do. And that's the reason why I decided to do this along with you. So I want to make sure we put that out there right away because that's a big part of you. And honestly, that I I'm not saying this is the only place that I would have learned those values, but I learned those values because I went to church and was a Christian for a good portion of my life. Now, again, I'm not saying that that's where you get all those values because other people get them in other places, obviously. Sure. But that's where I got mine, so I got to give credit where credit's due. I think many of us did. Anybody else want to chime in on that? Like, for me, um, I will, I'll hold my religious views until later on. Um, but it was, <laughs> it was deeply rooted in the church as a child. Um, Catholic school, Baptist church before that. Uh, and there was this this value that I grew up with and whether or not I have religion in my life. Now I still have those. I work in alternative education. I'm an, I'm a fan of the underdog. Um, to, you know, I'm a, a grow your own community kind of give more Live kind of a person. Right. So, right. Um, I'm very wealthy in many other ways, but I don't have any money. Heard that. <laughs> so what do you guys think about that? So, I was raised in a very similar um, strict Christian background. We were Episcopalian, so not you know <clears throat> as strict as it could be, but uh, it certainly had its moments. But um, and then I spent you know the last uh, five or six years being a somewhat militant atheist, <laughs> and, um, and 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 then you know because of being forced to defend that argument for a very long time, um, I started to become more of a scientist. You know the mm-hmm. the, the these Facebook scientists, everyone likes to laugh about, you know, but you uh, you learn a lot when you, you're forced to defend yourself, you know, in a public forum like that. Um, <clears throat> and I think, uh, you know, when you're you're addressing any social paradigms perceived or otherwise, uh, it, it's hard to distill um, what aspects of that are good or bad. Um, and, and 
you know, like for instance, there there is a lot to be said uh, in a positive manner about the Judeo-Christian upbringing and um, the the American perception of what the the Christian uh, moral structure should be, um, because I think all those things are also very uh, rooted in the time that they're developed. Definitely. <clears throat> Sorry, yeah, I'm not used to hearing my own voice. No, so. Right. so let me let me ask just one question. In that realm um, of your childhood, what did your family do in December? Well, you know, Christmas, for instance, right? And 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 that's a, a deeply pagan holiday, and I didn't know that until I was like 14 or 15 years old. Um, well, because the Christians stamped it, but mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I mean, in a Judeo-Christian home. Did you do? Did you do both? Did you do Hanukkah and Christmas? Or? Um, no, no, no. Ju- uh, Judeo-Christian literally means the the a faith based off of the uh, um, the older Ju- uh, Jewish uh, Hebrew, uh, like um, any Abrahamic faith. I think is considered Judeo-Christian. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, cr- Christianity isn't a standalone faith. Christianity is based on Judaism. They took Judaism. <laughs> Understood. Just because, you know, the holidays and and usually you get people that split down the middle, either they, you know, they do one or the other. So the definition of that confused me. So I just. Well, then, no. Yeah. So if I misspoke, no, I'm not. I'm not a Jewish. No, you didn't. I just I just didn't get that right. No, I want to throw I do want to throw a disclaimer out there um, just so people know that I am not college educated. I am not an expert in probably anything, really. Just kind of scary. Anyway, stop talking. <laughs> but no, here's another quote for you. I read a lot and I have opinions, and so I'm constantly have new books on my Audible all the time, and I'm listening to I'm listening to religion, to theology, to philosophy, to politics. You name it, I'm listening to that crap all day long. Um, why? Because I'm a glutton for punishment. Um, no, and, but I like it. I like it. So. I'd like to think I have some knowledge, but a lot of it's self-education. Self-education, I think, is the basis now with um, a, a lot of people. It's it's one thing to be um, book smart and college educated and mm. university trained. Uh, classically trained singers can do the same thing. They practice enough and keep your mind open and do new things and force yourself outside of your comfort zone to learn a new opinion or – you know, enhance your vocal skills in, in relation to that. But educated is educated and you are educated. You're a very smart man. So, you know, well, just because yeah. you don't have that piece of paper. And I think what I want to do with this podcast is, yeah, we're, I think we're going to dip our toes into toes. Is that even a word? Toesies. <laughs> no, it isn't. We'll, we'll dip them in. You say digits. Um, oh, man. Digits. <laughs> no, fingers? no, don't say dip your digits. Our no. phalanges. <laughs> Those are fingers. Now. Wait a minute. No, no I, I think I'd like retraction. To <laughs> I, I think I'd like to dip in every now and again to some philosophy or theology. We'll get into that type of stuff. If we really want to get deep. Of course, we will let people know ahead of time so they don't have to tune in if they don't want to listen to that stuff, um, which I don't see why they wouldn't. It's fascinating stuff. But I also want to hit some – we'll hit some topics too. I think He's killing we, me, Jess. I am, I'm killing everyone. <laughs> but I, want, I do want to hit some topics too. Like I know Josh will hate it, but not necessarily politics all the time. But unfortunately, politics, believe it or not, is interwoven with everything we do. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. It, it, I have no we, problem with We just politics. can't get away from it. So we will hit those politics topics. Politics has a problem with me. Well, politics <laughs> suck. But I'm happy, I'm happy we will to argue hit those about those topics, them. though. Of, I didn't choose the thick thigh life exactly. either. We will hit Colin Kaepernick. We will hit the stupid mass shootings and all that junk and the debates with gun control and all that jazz. I, I want to hit those from time to time because I'm thinking this is what people are going to want to hear when they're all talking about it on Facebook anyway. 
Um, if, and we all know Facebook debates are awesome. So yeah. let's bring let's, let's bring some of those to the podcast. Right. Oh, it's oh, it's sarcastic night. Can we, sorry. Uh, Can we dive into some of the conspiracy theories too? Those are fun. Those are fun. Those are fun. Right. Right. I haven't them. studied any of that. So oh, I have when, no idea where it's Can anything like, truly be two dimensional? No, I'm, <laughs> always. Well, I mean, mathematically, yes, absolutely. I thought but. we were traveling along a bit back with a big turtle. Am I missing something? Well, no, because then cats would push everything off the edge. I thought that's how oh, they disproved that's that, right? <laughs> that's, right. that's true. While they're looking straight at your face, too, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, Bruce, you've been quiet. I've, I've been listening. <laughs> I've, I've been enjoying myself. I'm listening. This is a. Uh, but yeah, um, I don't know. Are we going around introducing ourselves and yeah, stuff like it. that, I guess? All right. Um, similar to a lot of people that have spoken so far, I have a deeply religious background. Uh, Went to like Baptist church from the time I was born till I mean last Sunday, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> till the day after tomorrow, yeah. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, but I went to a Baptist school uh, from like K four through twelfth. Uh, I got kicked out one year, but uh, that was uh, like extremely like you know we had six inch rules between the guys and the girls. Nice. Like you know it was super super strict. Um, but yeah, after college or after high school, there was. Uh, College was never really an option for me, so uh, yeah, just started popping out a bunch of kids, and here I am. Clever. <laughs> you, you you actually did the popping out of the children. That's cool. That's no, I, I mean say, I, I was trying to keep like this G-rated. But <laughs> how does that work exactly? It's actually my Twitter handle. <laughs> Seahorse of five. Is that it? Four. Should be a TV show. Okay. I got five, so. <laughs> my two seahorses. There you go. My there you two go. seahorses. Oh, already. Sounds like a terrible Broke the swearing room. But I think since we are doing this. Oh, fuck it. We didn't. We are live, aren't we? Yeah. yeah. I hope so. Uh-huh. I'm, live I'm, on Podcast Detroit, I'm studio number three. Hardest, so. How conceited are I'm we? Trying we're trying we're trying my hardest way not to get just We assume we are. This is super yes, quiet. I know. I know I'm super so, so the, the, the entire yeah. premise behind the show <laughs> is uh, social paradigms, basically, from, you know, like the, um, you, you know, you said the, the punk um, aspect to it, you know, so not necessarily full anarchy, obviously, but, you know, um, no. Uh, at least the realization that there are systems and they've done this job so far, but that they're not perfect or not the best system. Or you know, um, yeah. right now, I, I think it's pretty safe to say when you're just looking at the the polarization there is. There is this country has been not, I maybe it has in the past, but we are so freaking divided right now. Mm. It's terribly divided right now. Yeah, and what can we do? Aside from talking and having little sarcastic moments and talking about little piddly stuff and even light stuff, because we'll get into some light stuff just to make keep it easy. But what can we do? What is it going to take to to step over and say, dude, instead of bashing me because I have a different opinion than you, when, how can we talk? Let's find some common ground someplace. Sure. Because guess what? We all have common ground. We're all. Right. It's there, but we are wildly they want to different opinions. Exactly, and, and that's fine to have a different opinion, but don't demonize me because I think that we need a little bit more gun regulation than we actually Absolutely. have. Sure. Well, and that's kind of what I I stated in the beginning. I mean, here is a place where, and every uh, we plan on doing this biweekly, so every other Friday night from seven to nine in Studio Three at the greatest greatest studio in the world, Podcast Detroit. And I want to give a shout out to Dave Phillips and Jessica while we're here. Um, because they are incredible people and definitely worth your time and attention if and you the get the opportunity. Here is awesome. Oh, you're amazing. Mm-hmm. We really love Allison here so much. <laughs> so the point here is that 
this society, the way it's kind of working out right now, has kind of bred this situation right here. And I would like to know how people feel the way they do that's different than me. Because really, I mean, sometimes if I'm in a mood, I can say, God, you know what? The way he just, it, it just blows my mind that he could say that thing or think that thing or whatever. But I really do want to know. Besides the fact that some people are sociopaths and narcissists, I really want to know where their value in their beliefs comes from if it's different than mine. So while I may be very giving to my community, very volunteer-based, very read to your children every night until they're 10, which I have done, mm-hmm. um, I, I still want to know the other side. I want to be able to – if told to debate a subject at this grown adult age that I am now, that I could possibly, and there are a few subjects where I do believe I can, but I think that's quite limited and I don't want to be that kind of a person. So considering that this environmental climate bred this podcast here um, specifically, this is what we're here to do in, in an age where we can respect and enjoy it. And then even suck it up to think about it and maybe come back at it in two weeks or another time to where we can further evaluate the the content. I mean, I like like debates. I do. Um, My problem with them is you're not going to convince the other person of doing anything or or change their mind or nothing. Debates are developed. Not by words. Debates are designed for a winner and a loser. And so if you're going into a conversation to win it, you're not actually having a conversation. Well, no, but that's, but that's not absolutely true, though. So a debate is actually you and I both agreeing that we have different viewpoints. We both believe we have facts that back up those viewpoints. But when we enter into an, uh, an actual intellectual debate, the idea is to be convinced one way or the other. When we come out of this, we should agree based on our evidence. We, we agree to debate this so that we can come to a conclusion, hopefully – that that. Uh, but how often does that actually happen? Well, but it, quite and, often and between because, Brett and myself. It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate because um, people don't enter into a debate to debate. They enter into a debate to argue, um, and they you know you have uh, emotionally attached yourself to these beliefs, these social paradigms, these thought processes, whatever they are, these addictions, you know. And you want to defend the way you feel about the thing. And, and, right. and so you, you come into it. Maybe you start out having what you believe to be facts and then uh, you're disproven. Well, now you're going to create a straw man argument or move the goalposts or, you know, right. there, there are all these tactics people use to change their rhetoric so that they can come off um, with some sort of minor victory amidst this catastrophe they've created. You know, but they want to admit that, you know, maybe I'm wrong, you know, like. We, we approach it takes a the big wrong person way. to admit that. And well, unfortunately, we I, think, I, that's I don't not, think, I think yeah. most people I mean, can and, and, if they don't get, feel like they're put in a place where they're going to be judged for being wrong. Where you know we we don't we don't celebrate people who are willing to change based on evidence. And right you know? now, especially, I I hate keep bringing this back to the current administration, but it's so blatantly <laughs> out there. There's times where it's it's funny when you see conservatives and liberals alike on both sides. It takes it. It looks like they're actually in pain when they want to agree with the other side, and they'll actually go to Great Lakes not to agree with the other side, even if they totally agree with what they just said. I mean, because we're not that far apart, believe it or not. And there's certain things I know everyone agrees on, mm-hmm. but the way this the way this divide has gotten to us to so far, I never mm-hmm. it, this 
heck this year. Well, it's because our, our, we, can't we shouldn't agree. be looking to them to right. we look, decide how we, we should we'll look base at, our uh, you know, Trump. He pulled us out of the Trans-Pacific Partnership. Awesome. Great. That's awesome that he did that. But you ask, look at any other liberal to agree with him on that point. Even if they do agree with them, they're not going to say it out loud. Right. Well, <laughs> he, so he but and vice average, versa, same thing happens. The average person is also listening to what is being told to them by the media, by the news, by their friends and families. And so if there is a twisted belief about what it stood for to begin with, then your basis is flawed. Then your foundation is flawed, in which case what they believe is not necessarily what is true. So what you need to do is is you need to kind of do a little bit more research and figure out what that was to begin with mm-hmm. and where maybe that language kind of included itself but to that's where the key. I mean right now well, people, it is. people and, aren't doing their research. Well, you know, there's this and, polarization that's created in the media, you know. So if you're a, a liberal uh media outlet, you're supposed to have this opinion of Trump and if you're a right-wing outlet, you're supposed to have this opinion of Trump and his actions. And, yes, but we're winning and, a lot of you over. And well, okay, so <laughs> the issue is I actually I'm vocally against um the shitty actions of politicians, the people we put in power to govern Period. us. Okay, you are I don't true. care. Yeah. Obama bombed the shit out of every country he could get his hands on God, for as long and as fast as he could. He did a lot of great things too. You <laughs> know? And, and at least, at sick. least he was Feeling a sick. good public speaker. He carried himself well. So it was harder for the media to to demonize him because he he had so much charisma. He was right. he was suave as fuck. You know, like, SNL loved him. And uh, and we have conversely, we've got you know Donald Trump, who yes, is the Donald. Do. You know, and break. he's hard to like. I and agree. he does make selfish business decisions, and he's failed a number of times at those businesses on paper. But in reality, he got to put very little money in, make a bunch of money, and then still get a pretty fair amount of money out of those places when he bank. You know, so. I mean, he never obviously set himself up to live that that occluded life of the politician, you know, so that everything can be all at once transparent, know nothing about the guy. Um, right. he, that wasn't obviously his goal when he did 50 years of poor business or greedy <laughs> business or, you know, I mean, he, he abused the economy and the tax structure and the same way anyone with that amount of money would to save themselves money. You know, Well, so, that's so, the thing. The loopholes were legal. They were all yeah. he just knew. Yeah. So, well, right. our, so our he tax had the laws right are written people. for personal or, or our tax laws are yes, written they for are. business. So. Oh, well, of course right. they are. And, it's and so if somebody worse. came to me and said, hey, if you do this, right, your bank account, your net worth, whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, of course, as the person I am, I would think about that. I would lose sleep. I would get, you know, crazy about it. I would overthink it. I would feel guilty. And that's just the Catholic school part of me. Right. But if I were an average, normal, mentally healthy person, <laughs> I would probably want to take advantage of that. I, I have to admit are you that is a, healthy. No, that's what I'm trying to tell you right now. But to bring it back to um, the debate point, it reminds me a lot of, say, a domestic argument. So say you're home and your wife thinks that you should empty the dishwasher, but you think you've worked all day and you don't think you have to. Those arguments are still in the same realm of do you want to get the other person to understand your point or do you just want to be right? Right. And there's a difference. And I'm sorry, I'm, I'm quoting Dr. Phil because he's really oh not a friend of mine. But it is true. Do you want to be happy or do you want to be right? So in order to be happy, you have to right. suck up what they say. You have to listen to what they say. And even if you disagree, the next time you go to then approach this person about that subject and you are an open-minded learning person, that will change what you say. 
that'll change how you approach the subject, in which case it changes your behavior, which is it changes I'm your really thought pattern, that this will do. and that is where you can change the world. You can't stand on a pedestal and tell somebody these are the words that are right and this is what you should do, whether they know your motives or not. But if you truly understand the other side and you can say, okay, I get this, then it changes how you think and it changes how you behave and it changes the aura of everything you put out into the world. And that is where you can get change to happen. Drop the mic. Okay. <laughs> Do we have like an applause button? So we right? Have... We need one. We need the yeah. But yeah, I mean, but I think any, that it's I'm absolutely I'm ridiculous to look at so our much. politicians and think that the way that they conduct themselves, the way that they debate each other is any way that we should follow. If anything, we should form a new way and have them follow it because you're right. Nobody gets their point across. And it is just the reason that Trump is president is because he won the popularity contest. It was high school all over again and everyone saw it and he won. Well, so, I think, I mean, well, Hillary Clinton, I mean, well, she was, she a, was, terrible, she was yeah. a terrible, I, I love her and I, and oh I, gosh, I nobody was. wants to see a female president more than me. Um, however, Timing was, she was wrong. She was a terrible candidate. No, um, she, uh, and, and she was. She had she is, had all that court, doubt. And when the judge still out on whether she was female or not? I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, well, that is that is true. Uh, but whatever bathroom she uses is the one okay. she rightfully identifies with, and we are not to interfere in there that. So, yes, there, I, uh, there we stand out. We've <laughs> we've handled that whole conversation. I just think she she it. was she was maybe the the obvious popular option, but not the. Um, the obvious political option, and it made her a weak. Even, I don't candidate. even think she was a popular. Option. I just think really because people, think no, it's, it's all about brand, right? Look, and, I and think you're right. She had been, she so, had been right. marketed. And she's been, in a po- way she's been a politician her whole life, right? Which is right. unfortunate, you know. But, like that makes I mean, it hard to. Bernie Sanders was bringing bigger numbers than both her so, and Trump. Okay, so in, in my right. opinion, I think the strongest ticket for 2016 would have been, um, oh God. Bernie's sidekick, what's her name? I can't think of her name right now. Oh my God. Jill Stein? Um, no. She, no. She, um, oh, uh, she tore apart DeVos and. and Nina? Uh, um, Rightfully so. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, okay, let's not get too. I know who you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, yeah. that woman is a bonehead. Oh my God. Um, yeah. but, um, Ask her to spell education. Shoot. Now I'm just going to. Nice going. Now everyone's checking their Google. She uses a K. <laughs> no, I mean. Allison's right. Going back to what you were saying, and the thing is, is we need to have these conversations. Was it Elizabeth Warren? No, no. Um, we need to have Google these, again. That's what I want to call <laughs> conversation. No debate. So I don't think I want to use the word debate. I don't like the word debate because I think the word debate is brings me, up too many negative things. Just like the word. Like, like, Will you call the master debater one too many times? Oh, oh I mean, by my wife. <laughs> I think Warren. Yeah, <laughs> right. comic relief. A future, co- <laughs> a future topic for a podcast. I think we should get into uh, the actual word of hate right. and, and how it's overused. Of course, um, and how people don't understand that word. Um, but anyway, but I think the oh, word debate God, itself is oh, what did I do? <laughs> no, but the word right. debate I think brings up too much negative things. So yeah. I, that's why I'm thinking let's not use. I say, them. Brad, how often do we debate? I don't like. See, he is I an feel avowed like, atheist, and I'm I a Christian. Think, I think we have discussions God. regularly. I think that term has been hijacked by popular years. culture. And you know, I think <laughs> what's that? I, it's been, it's been, been reappropriated by, by the pseudoscience that that is rampant in, well, in Bruce and Brett. Everybody, social media, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so you know, I mean, Bruce goes to church every week. He's a great father. He um, <laughs> tries to live a righteous life, you know. And and I don't ever go to church. And I'm um, 
almost fully scientifically minded and I don't raise my kids to go to church, but I'm still a good father. And um, we have essentially the same moral um, ideology, even given our very different theological understanding of things, you know, like, uh, you know, well, you know, anyone who's being scientifically honest has to have some ambiguity, ambiguity here because um, you, you, you get to the, that initial phase where science disproves the larger possibility of deity and then you, if you stay with it long enough, though, you get into the the fringes of science. Not, I don't mean to call them like you know the fringe um, uh, pseudoscience, but just literally the cutting edge of science. The things we're still discovering that we don't know, the things we're just finding out that we didn't even know existed, that we have no idea to measure or um, how to uh, perceive them or run tests based on those things. And um, the more you start to understand about those things, the, the more you realize that it's actually very plausible that there is some sort of um, organizing force to the universe. It's just so far beyond the concept of temporal location or um, size or energy or things that the universe that we can measure and see and observe, he would have to be or it would have to be separate from any cognitive ability the human brain possesses to understand. Right. You and know, I think so. it's pretty safe to say that I don't think there's any real true atheist as there is no real true theist mm-hmm. there's not enough evidence no it's just labels way. and that's why i said I don't, you know like and don't I'm a, get me started i'm, on I'm a liberal republican like how do you you know like <laughs> right, i right. i i'm on facebook every day pointing out all the the shitty things trump does just like i was with obama um but i'm also quick to defend them when they do something perfect example would be um when he was he finally went to puerto rico and was handing stuff out and he was Kind of made a spectacle of it. He's throwing paper towels at people, and, and and oh yeah, no, he's he let the he should have had a t-shirt gun. I almost sort of read what I wrote on the post, but he he already failed those people so epically. Bring it up, and he's got such that. a he's got such a small um, <laughs> skill set to All dip right. from, you know. So this this guy is a Definitely. showman, right? And you show up in this place, and you finally see I mean, the devastation these people are living. He's obviously not a people person. No, and he's trying. To he's be. a showman. Oh no, right? no, no, he so, is. Just ask so him. He gets there, and, <laughs> and the these people are, are crowding this card table in front of him. And he's and got, on. you know, all the talking points that most Republican um, dem- or uh, politicians have that th- have been beaten into their head by their trainer before they get there. You know, they're they're ready to discuss this. They know what to say to the people. Trump doesn't listen to those people if they exist. And I don't think they do. He doesn't seem to be hiring anyone to help him out. Well, so he, he gets there. Well, they he just, has they a just great speech writer. Oh, the he, they have is, the best every words. other sentence, it's, he goes off script. So he's like, oh, those people were bad, bad, bad. And then he looks up and you know mm-hmm. you're no longer looking mm-hmm. at the paper. Oh, no, what are you going to do? And they go, on both sides. Sure. And, go, okay, and, so, and, so, and so that guy gets there. <laughs> <laughs> Something shiny. So he gets there. He's got no, no. I love it. It's great. And you'll find out why later. <laughs> he's got no tools to deal with the situation. So. He tries to make people smile. He started chatting with people. Uh, he was making a game out of tossing the guys in the back who couldn't get to the stuff that was at the table. You know what I mean? Like uh, he, uh, those people didn't seem offended by the way he was hanging out with them. You know what I mean? He wasn't on a podium requiring them to beg for things for him to throw down to them. He was across the room hooking people up with paper towels ahead of time. They were laughing and joking about it. And and, uh, and not to defend all the horrible things and the way he's already failed those people. It's just that. That particular thing wasn't something I think anyone really needed to be attacking him for. He didn't. He was trying to help. Like he was finally trying to do a good thing and be a decent dude. And everyone's like, "Oh, look at Mister Mountaintop throwing stuff down to the peons," you know. And I don't right. think that and was I, his. That, mo- I think that goes right back to what I was saying. It's hard for either side to actually point out something good that the other side's doing. Mm-hmm. There's too much of the us and them. There's too much of me and the other, which I think is another great topic down the line of talking about our human egos and how everything's dualistic thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, no liberal outlet is allowed to have 
a positive opinion of him in a climate where we're all supposed to be on in hate with the man, you know, and um, I, no one wants it, to talk about the, the he has put a, a bunch of money into programs that help veterans and and their homelessness and, and joblessness and that kind of thing. I mean, a lot of it is carryover from the Obama program, but he's right. continued those things when he's ripped apart other programs left and right, you know, and um and but no one wants to say anything about that you know like we've gotten us out of horrible trade deals and they were horrible trade deals we it was a band-aid over a bullet wound it was always meant to be renegotiated not meant to be the foundation upon which we renegotiate those are two very different things you know i remember when i was a uh when i was a a much younger person and they um drafted nafta Mm -hmm. and i remember um even as a child how many people were angry about that, how many people didn't like mm-hmm. it? They thought it was unfair. They were all about kind of they they became very protective mm-hmm. over what we make and and what we give and what we take, um, and whether or not we were getting the fair end of the deal. And now that that is being questioned, you are absolutely right because so many people see. Here's the thing, and as a female, I feel very strongly about this. Many people who have experienced a narcissistic or a sociopathic personality, eventually we learn. Uh, And once you learn, those are the kind of traits you can see coming from very, very, very far away. Mm -hmm. So for me, in my opinion, I saw them a very long time ago, and now everything about him terrifies me, and there's nothing I can do about that. um, call Call it like a... I mean, I don't want to say PTSD, but sure. very much so. It's very triggering to hear the words, to see the gaslighting that he does, mm-hmm. to know that so many women, even now, right very now, are stuck in places where they cannot leave and they cannot go because they are believed that their reality is not the true reality, that the cheating and the and the violence and everything mm-hmm. that happens to them is somehow their fault and somehow they, they have to own that. Mm-hmm. So in that respect, you are absolutely right. Because he could very well have, uh, well, kind of like the Grinch, like that teeny, teeny little like, yeah, heart inside there. He's a human being, but I don't. He's just not a very good one, you know. But I so. don't. And considering he's never walked on the regular, you know, the streets with no name, like all of us have done, mm-hmm. it's it's really, really hard. And so every time I hear him, and I and I hear those little triggers. It means less and less to me. So you're absolutely right. Sometimes I, in, in some instances. I want to say I'll, I'll say that partial blame goes to him just because I think he's a mouthpiece. Um, but it's those problems and even even today's racism, which is super prevalent more so, I think, now than it almost has been in the past, even though it was more blatantly open in the past, um, has been a government issue. It's just the way our politicians are voting for things, the way they are the, with all the gerrymandering that's going on. Oh, yeah. Um, and so on and so forth. So it's like even though Trump gets up there and he's very outspoken about it and it's really easy to point the fingers like that dude's a racist. Yeah, well, he's really just reiterating what the morons behind him are doing. Um, even though – yeah, I mean not entirely. But it, and it's another great example of, of using a social issue to polarize the people. So instead of – you know. Um, 10 years ago, 
if you were at a party at your house and Uncle Bob was talking about you know the the God, N words this and you know blah 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 and yeah. you know, and and uh, you you let that yeah. slide right I mean as white people right I mean you heard that and you just kind of ignored it like oh well, kids, it's a whole racist respect Uncle your Bob. elder kind of yeah. thing and well and, and we didn't think it, but we didn't consider ourselves like yeah, my mom racist. getting on your case you know, we didn't we didn't consider that as perpetuating uh, uh, the true. racist cycle you know we just mm-hmm. were like that's just crazy Uncle Bob I don't believe that um and uh. You know, and so fast forward, and now one of the, Crazy Uncle Bob is the president, and all of a sudden <laughs> now it's an issue, and we we're supposed to have this whole time been mentioning it, and and you know, as white people as a culture are playing catch up because we're oblivious to our idiocy sometimes, and yep. and so you know, like oh, generally sh- is we doing are like right, donuts we're, we're like woo, rebel flag, where's my I mean, beer, Kid Rock? You know, like and in reality, the ship is fucking sinking, and we're polishing the brass on the way down, right? Like. The PC culture is that was very still a legitimate new job. Too. You know what I mean? <laughs> Trump has been around for a while being able to say and do whatever. I mean, we all lived through the 90s and the 80s, right? You could pretty much say and do whatever you wanted. Now all of a sudden you can't. So I guess it's kind of mm-hmm. hard for some people Because they were still to, coming out of the fog yeah. of the 70s. <laughs> in the 60s kind of or like whatever, China. right. You know, sure, to be fair, he's, sure. he's as much a product of his environment as any of us. Oh, definitely. Agreed. And, and the climate in which you're raised is the climate in which you're raised. He had uh, a wealthy father and an immigrant mother, and so he had a very skewed version of how women should be treated because they just weren't treated a whole lot better than the way he treats them now. You know, I mean, he, he could call someone a nasty woman and didn't realize that that has – implications beyond the chick he's talking to you know like um i mean the, well, i just did it right i just referred to a female as just a chick right like and that's just a it's a social Ow, oh, verb you know me. but it right <laughs> it, but but there, there very well may be someone who is offended you know and Doesn't and probably and they have a right to be so uh, but at the same time like you have to give people a little bit of clemency you know like uh, in that instance you know what i mean like you you make mistakes and and no one's going to get better if you attack them over it you know it's like oh that's true the minute you start you know, getting aggressive about it is the minute you're probably inviting yeah. them to shut down. I think if, if and then claim that you actually are what they just called you because look at your behavior. I think if Trump it's had a so guy screwed up, but yet you're right. I mean, it's he, the whole honey vinegar thing. If he if he had like a decent what? manservant, right? You know, like this guy who like is like, <laughs> oh, no, 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 don't say that. Here's why, you know, like and kind of filled him in. He'd be like, oh, I am being a prick. My bad, you know, like and. I mean, he, yeah, he I fired think, that guy. I think yeah, everyone I, I, I is trainable so. to a point. No, his, no, that his, guy got I mean, fired. He's yeah. Well, yeah. he's Trump might might be a, again polarized in such a way that he can't you know be brought back to the center in, in any realistic way because he is as old as he is. Right. And I think and unfortunately his isolated, age I think yeah. has something to do with it because he's lived the he lived this way for. He is. Yes, he is the great white. I think we all know our grandparents were not going to change their mind on certain things. It's just not going to happen. And I don't think he's any different. Who's doing your business during the eyes wide shut times? I mean, that's you can't you can't come back from that. (laughs) Bad movie. I'm just saying. When you you do business with people like that, you can't. There you go. There's another one for the list. Eyes wide shut. Eyes wide shut. We can discuss it. Okay. All right. So here we are. We are at about seven fifty-eight. And I will remind you again, we are here uh, for Punk Wisdom every other Friday night from 7 to 9 with our engineer, Jess, uh, Matt, we'll have to convince her to and keep myself, say, I'm Allison, <laughs> and our guests, Josh, Bruce, and Brett tonight. So we're going to take an 8 o'clock break, and we will be back. In what, 15 minutes? 10 minutes? Uh, I would say 10 is fair. 10, 10 is fair, Jess? 10 is good. Whatever y'all want to do. Ten's good. She said ten. See, she's, she's holding ten in her hands, and she's like showing a fist. So we're going to stick to that. And when we come back, 
I want to talk about no. Um, <laughs> right, no, because you're going to get to say your your uh, your hero's name, Rob Bell, a He's couple not more my times. Hero. Don't go yes, there. he is. Can we, can we uh, get a little so. bell that I can ring every time he says? <laughs> yes, Jessica, she's got a couple. She knows to keep it away from me. Any innuendo, and I've I go already crazy on that thing. I don't put that anywhere near Which me. is technically the <laughs> podcast Detroit rule. Innuendo. No, you, you want to practice, man? What? Not a bell. Every time I might say it or anything else you guys might think I say too much of, we'll, drink, we'll have a drink. Oh, well. We'll the have second hour is about to get a, a drinking lot more game. Fun, folks. So you're, you're oh, going to say Rob Bell in love a lot, so we would all be hammered. <laughs> we are. We are going to talk about the love series I because I, I am currently. We have to. And if you've come back, well, we thank you. <laughs> here we are arguing in the you nicest tones you, you've not ever here, so. heard. And we are here again with Matt, Allison, Jess. Josh, Jess, Bruce, and Hi. Brett here That's for a, a little while longer to learn something and become better people. Learn. <laughs> so Something like that. Seriously, dude, you're killing me. <laughs> Okay, so we are here, and during the break, we kind of did a little touch on values. And for a lot of us here, or for a few of us here, we have distanced ourselves from religion and the church in itself. Um, whether or not we still believe that there is something more, something to aspire to, and whether or not we choose to be good people um, seems to be a point of contention. And so what I want to know, and from you guys, uh, Jess, you too, is that our values? Really do that they? She's like, say something already. Do they? No, but I don't want you to feel like you're not <laughs> no, included. I'm so she really you. wants that beer. <laughs> there's only two of us here, honey, and I need you. Um, so whether or not those values um, were rooted in religion or were not, and whether or not maybe we would or would not be good people with or without it. So I, I don't think religion has anything to do with it, but. Um, but religion's been around since human beings have been around because we've all been wanting to – we always – Describe the unknown. Right, right. And I'm not going to say that I know exactly what the ancient people were thinking because I know freaking clue. But religion is old. Religion's very old. And believe it or not, Christianity or even Judaism isn't the oldest religion. You got to go back I think what – The Sumerians, the Assyrians, Sumerians, the Egyptians, the older Babylonians. The, but, um, but religion's been around forever and I think they use that – is that where Babylon and on came from? Babylon. Yeah, whatever. Whoa, whoa. They can't all Babylon. be good. <laughs> um, but no, I don't, because Josh and I have had this discussion. I don't think religion has to, I don't think you have to have religion to have morals. No, honestly. Or uh, values. I mean, morals. I think where a lot of it came, come from. But. Are almost certainly a byproduct of biology more than anything else. Um, uh, put yourself in the shoes of the first people who ever joined together in a society. They decided uh, more than just my family to keep safe. If I work with you know, Bruce's family, we have twice as many hunters and twice as many people to do the, you know, and then you get to the point where you're doing the hunter gatherer thing and um, trying to cultivate crops. And you've got like, you come across a guy who is in no way capable of fighting. He's no help to you as a hunter, but he's taking these yellow ears of corn and burying them in the ground and getting more ears of corn out of the ground. And we like that guy's idea, you know. So, how do we keep him safe and supported and and fed and his family safe so he can focus on doing those things, you know? And so, um, and it, it's due to mutual need that we develop the the concept of society of civilization. We come together as a group to handle the many jobs to make light work for everybody. Um, 
none of our society would be available to us the way it is now if we didn't have um, the group mind to work with. You know, so um, when you enter into that contract of society as people for the first time, you're going to have things that you don't like to see happen. You know, uh, I think on a emotional level because of just our our biological responses to our family members, we don't want to see our daughters, wives, children be raped, beaten, killed, that kind of thing. You know, so. Um, and, and you tend to only really be able to emotionally care about 150 people at a time. It's called your Dunbar limit. Uh, and beyond that, you have to, um, uh, superimpose your own a lot lower than that, but go ahead. (laughs) I was going to say, I I have, I have a bullshit tolerance, but I've never heard of a. So Brett, Brett, I have a question for you though. If you don't have Christian morals or religious morals, why don't you just kill and rape people? So. I guess th- that just seems like one of those really odd questions you, you get people pose to atheists as though um, without religion, the default humanity response is to rape and kill and torture. And, and just, you know, and I don't think that's the case. Um, I think the, the, the moral structure of society was most likely developed either simultaneously with the development of the first archaic religions or even it may, it may predate the idea of religion because it takes a while to get emotionally vaunted beliefs held long enough that you don't question them in like a spiritual, like magical way. Um, but uh, I, I don't think that's ever been the default setting for humanity. Yeah, I would actually argue that, I mean, even as a Christian, I would argue that there's been more rape and murder and terrible things done in the name of religion than Yes. Done and and I'm not talking Christian genocide and well horrible names of religion in defense God, God was all about child okay, so sacrifice in the Old Testament so. in, in defense of religion uh, it, it actually it does a lot of good for people who um, are smaller personalities or are you know there's a lot of good that people can pull from religion to lean on to feel better about themselves to help understand the way the world works or people treat them and and there and there there's value to that but. Um, when you talk about the re- religion as an institution since the uh, was it 300 BC, the Council of Nicaea, when uh, Emperor Constantine the Third made himself the first pope of the Roman Catholic Church, right. um, and from that moment on, it's been nothing but a political decision. So all, yes. all the things that have happened, all the horrors and atrocities that people attribute to faith really belong solely to religion in the last 2,500 years. That was a lot. That was the about the time the mystics left the Christian religion. Too. Mm-hmm. The Gnostics separated completely. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Um, so. But no, and I, I agree. There's religion. Josh and I might disagree on this. Religion isn't necessarily a bad thing. It can be. Yes, it is. Yeah. It can be. I agree with Josh. It can go someplace to where it is a bad thing. But I think modern religion of, certainly is. Yeah, or organized religion and mm-hmm. and what the bastardization of what it's become. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't. I don't know. I because I would have to say, um, in relation to that, in in my regular life, if I did not have a boss that I had to answer to for what I did at work, I wouldn't necessarily do the same things at work. So we can joke and we can say, but for, but for those who say without religion, we would literally be like an anarchistic world. There would be when you know there is no consequence unless you if you cannot get caught by the, by the police. And I'm not saying this is this is all across, but I am saying there is a. <laughs> 
There's oh please let me. Well, lots, anyway, lots of horrors are, are there, not and there is. So for some people, um, religion is definitely a, a cap, and there is something that reminds them every day that they have a goal in mind. It's like saving for a car. You have a goal in mind, and if heaven is what their goal is, then maybe that changes the way they think about certain things or way they react in certain circumstances. However, extreme anything. And yes. doing everything in the name of one thing is never, ever, ever good. Whether it be completely anti-religion and anti-Christ or pro-religion and pro, you know. I- ideology. Like the article. Like we article. So the word I was looking for is fundamentalism in any sense. Is absolutely is that, bad. bad. The article I just read the other day was somebody, and I, I'm not even going to give them the credit that they – think they deserve saying that by allowing us to terminate our own lives in a state of of terminal illness or uh, grave pain at an old age that is selfish of us because suffering is is what we should be doing it's like godly or i don't know i i stopped reading and i was so over it i couldn't i i almost there, couldn't contain myself there is a philosopher euthanasia here we go so before we before we completely derail off the morality topic, okay, sorry, I'm going to throw in my two cents, and then Matt, you can switch topics on us because you're good at that. <laughs> um, so in in general, my thoughts on morality are it's really founded in self preservation, and self preservation is doesn't mean it's all about me. Uh, it means that I do what I have to do, really either protect myself or to get ahead, which is either through working with society. It doesn't if if I were to just rape, kill, and pillage, the only person left would be me. And I would quickly die off. Right. So that's my theory is all it's self-preservation. We have to work together in general um, for one of us to prosper. We generally we all have to prosper. Mm-hmm. Well, well and that's and easy when you have when you don't have a choice. When you have no choice, and that's what you have to do. But when you have a choice, then can I? When you when you are driving down the lane that is closing, well, do you follow that zipper policy that by right is designed to work properly? Or do you speed up in front one car? Or do you slow down and get in the right lane and stay there for three miles and think to everybody else passing you, oh, I'm the good guy and you're not? It's, it's, it's easy to work as a team and as a whole when there is no other option. When there isn't, that's when your morality comes in. Do you do the right thing because it's the right thing to do? So in, in most societies – Integrity. When uh, – what you're talking about, that, that's actually um – uh, it, it depends on the climate of the area. So, and I mean the, politically, the social climate, not the rain Definitely. and weather. Culture yeah. dictates if, a lot. If of you morality. let's say, okay, so you you have absolute maxims like uh, murder, rape, theft, those kinds of things bother kind of everybody. No matter how violent the place they live is, they tend to think all those things are bad. So. But if you live in a place where you grew up getting your butt kicked on the way to and from school every day or there's gunfire in your life or all those kinds of things, the volume gets turned down on things that we attribute to moral decisions. Desensitized. Which are actually really just uh, a comfort thing. You know, it, it's it's this doesn't make me feel good and this does. And if you're used to something that doesn't make you feel good, it doesn't make you feel as bad anymore. Or at so, least doesn't make you feel bad. Correct. So, yeah. um, so if, if you live in a society where – minor victories like getting in front of people in traffic um, equates to nothing, then there you, you kind of feel like a bastard for, you know, but not that anyone really makes you because, you know, there's no like rules against it. But if you live in a society where um, 
you know, general human comfort is taken with complete disregard, then there is no no thought in your mind. You thank God I was in front of that guy because who knows? Maybe a bomb's going to go off back there. And, you know, but I wasn't in that explosion or whatever the case may be. You know, so um, it's it's got more to do with with the society you live in than the uh, the, the moral structure um, of, of what we consider righteous here. I think America. a lot of morals is based off of the culture you're in. I mean. Well, yeah, some cultures marry their tribes. children off at eight, nine, ten different years Different cultures, old. different tribes have their own different rules. Mm-hmm. But is, for a long time in, throughout the Old Testament of the Bible, it all goes back to the God preservation okay of the tribe. Well, look at Regardless look at the Old Testament is. of the Bible. Like for a longest time, it was okay. Women were considered spoils of war. Mm-hmm. Uh, child sacrifice was a thing. As much as Christians will s- complain endlessly that God did not, did not like child sacrifice, come on. It was a thing. Yeah, a- Abra- son Abraham didn't even a- argue. When he was asked to sacrifice his son, there yeah. was no argument there. And well, of course, don't, don't forget that God actually sacrificed his own son. That too, mm-hmm. you know. And Moses had enough guts right. to like, stand up to God just because he didn't know how to speak. So if he was going to argue with God because he doesn't know how to talk in front of people, why wouldn't Abraham argue about killing his own kid? So obviously, those things were okay in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. So it's just look different cultures, different tribes, and as we progress, I think we're Things change, but if you go into Iraq or Iran or any other other countries, not just pinpointing Middle East people, but their values are different than ours. Sure. Um, okay. And, so, but, but their moral; those are the moral values over there, which is, makes things difficult. As I'm getting a little political now, which makes things difficult when us here Westerners look over there, like, well, what they're doing is bad. Like, well, that's their culture. That's their moral standing. That's well, their and that's the our tribe is, mentality I, as I, well. Actually, because the problem is that they're not keeping that mentality put. And I'm not. And I'm not picking on any particular region. I'm just talking about when you have an ideology that you're trying to then spread across the board and convert everybody through means of genocide or right. You know, well, well you when know, you start taking over the board, then that, that's different. So you right. said you said <laughs> values, and, and we're talking about morals, and, and values and morals seem to get lumped into each other so often they're almost synonymous. But um, when you really consider it, they're, they're very different things. You know, like you, value is the absolute right word for what you wanted, though, because the, the value of kindness changes, right? The value of family security changes in a, in a place where the acceptable average amount of danger is higher. The cost changes, right? So the actual value of having um, – altruistic ideals, that sort of thing, um, becomes more costly in a place where gunfire on the way to your child's school is a real thing, you know? So So you could have similar morals with somebody from another region, but have completely different values that those morals are based on. Mm -hmm. So you get people in countries we would consider horrible and never want to live in, people who want to do right by society, Mm -hmm. by their tribe. They want to um, have that kind of character and be respected amongst mm. their people and their and their environment or community, sure. but yet values are so vastly different than ours. It would it would be weird to then put those morals. You know, would mm. you lie in this circumstance? Both people say no, but yet the value system to which their culture is based on is 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 completely and utterly it's different. The, the things that create an acceptable caveat for them in that situation, where no, under normal circumstances, I would not lie. But if you were doing this to me in my life, then I would lie because I would then weigh that lie as a different value, you know. But um, the uh, the idea of of morals being these these absolute um, 
things that we adhere to, if that was true, and this, this is why I brought up the Dunbar number of 150 people and tribal mentality, because um, if, we, if we held our moral, morals to be um, immutable statutes of the way humanity should be treated, then why do we exist in a world where we produce more than enough resource abundance to provide for every person on the planet, but we have you know hunger and starvation and homelessness that's rampant throughout the entire world? Because we are adhering to a monetary system that requires you have a certain amount of funds available mm-hmm. to procure those resources. We have an employee-employer mentality. Yeah, with, you know, but, and you so, know. so if if we lived in such a morally upright and righteous society, then how is that the logical structure of the the paradigm we operate under? We you know? we so. also have that conservative standard where that if you don't have it, you didn't work for it. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. But. And then the Bernie Sanders where, hey, let's take 20% from everybody and just make it rain across the board. Give everybody what they need. And I, I for one, agree that there is a very nice soft spot right there somewhere in the middle where I think it should be as different from where someone else think it would be. I certainly wouldn't want to see uh, famine and homelessness based on my, you know, uh, first of all, cultural values where every human being is sure. supposed to be worth something. But also a moral where I want to sleep in my nice, warm, soft bed with yeah. clean sheets and a full belly, knowing that I have done what I could do to make that true for someone else as okay, well. So like, for instance, um, prior to the Industrial uh, Revolution, um, laws, uh, governments tended to be um, empirical or monarchies or oligarchies in places where people could get, you know, powerful enough to be the feudal lord and just, you know, uh, control everybody. Uh, after the Wait, industrial that's age, us, right? Yeah. Well, okay. okay, so and then after the industrial age though, um, because so much more work could be handled by machines the way we needed to govern ourselves uh, changed dramatically. Um, Which we are starting to it, face another it one. It gave the people who ran the machines a lot more control, you know, and so we had um, the shift to um, kind of how or sort of the the culture era that our um uh the bill of rights were written in and and um the declaration of independence uh and you you won't really see a whole lot of amendments happening in those documents until we became a much more industrialized nation uh and then once the social construct changes changed we needed to kind of revamp the wording of those things so that we had different types of access you know i mean like everyone talks about the second amendment you know and the right to bear arms um but it, to be fair, they had no conceptual understanding of what a high-powered rifle could do with you know sixty rounds in under a minute and, right. or a second or whatever they are. You know, so um, the, I still think they would have let it go. With there what is they absolutely were, the some dangers that they were necessary. facing at the time. Oh, they would have just think that they would have. You know, <laughs> so but I, if they I had say, them back then, I'm pretty sure that yeah, they would have been written into. But the because in defense, the they're okay, but in offense, they're no. bad. So if if you're talking. I mean, it was during a war period. You know what I mean, like. So, so I say the issue that we experience in today's society is we've had a generation of turmoil, um, and uh, technology's ability to um, create an umbrella over us in the Western world has allowed it to kind of fester longer than it probably would have in in prior eras. Um, but the way we govern ourselves is so wildly inefficient, and we're all able to access the data necessary to see how inefficient these things are. But none of us has a system in place. Um, capable of changing those things as we see them coming because we're still using a 200-year-old system to govern ourselves by. Uh, it would be 
significantly more cost effective to take certain things we consider. I mean, because, you know, we're people, we all live in a country together. So our agreement is we're going to pay money into a governing body to help us take care of the basic needs and rights of life. You but know? we keep arguing what those basic needs and rights sure. are. Sure. So, right. so uh, those should be, if we're going to consider them immutable for a moral people, then <laughs> those things should be um, first to be taken care of. You know, our safety, our security, our, our food, our place to live, our education, um, all the things you need for a, a fruitful life, you know, life and liberty, not simply just freedom. I mean, it's not the same thing. Um, I have I have freedom, but I got to work all day. But liberty is my ability to only work part of the day and then have the remaining hours to myself to do with as I see fit. You know, that's that's your liberty, right? So um, the idea and and that worked when we were an industrial nation, but we live in a technological society that isn't governing itself by technological standards. So we're falling behind in a, a nation that used to innovate everything um, literally buys its genius because we don't create any geniuses anymore. Thing, we don't. And what's funny when you bring up the industrial age is we're facing another one. We're getting to a point now to where automation is supposed to be much more prevalent. It could already be, yeah. People are going to be losing their driving jobs because um, these cars are actually working and they work good autopiloting themselves. Um Companies, large companies, are realizing that they can downscale to smaller buildings with machines to build what they're wanting to build at a much faster rate and more than what they were if have a big, large building and have people working it. So we're going to be facing another one really damn soon to where we're going to have a massive unemployment rate and we're going to have another facing of what, we're, what we faced back in industrial age, mm-hmm. back when they – you know. Look at the farmers. They used to have go out there and actually farm everything themselves. And then they made machines. They, you know, they didn't employ as many right. people well, they, to help them farm faced, their property. They faced yeah. a huge got, issue yeah. of people losing jobs and not having jobs. And sure. we're going to be facing the same well, thing. And now you know, we're you to think the point, that we'd be prepared for it by now. But, well, I mean, you no, know, because right. they're not thinking about it, and it, they're, they're just not thinking about. it. Well, they, okay, you know, for instance, you know, we talk, we mentioned gerrymandering, um, and uh, a lot of the way um, districts, voting districts, are divided up are, be, are based on almost the value of the area over the population of the area. Yeah, and that made sense in rural America in the 1920s when you know, like the guys that fed the nation lived in a place where there was only 100 people in 100 square miles, versus people in cities who have nothing in common with those people who carry all the voting power. So, you know, like the electoral college, that sort of thing, that kind of worked. Um, but we live in the day and age now where we need the land, we need to be able to spread out, and we can build a vertical farm in you know one square acre that can feed 100,000 people more easily than we can build farms to do the very same thing on open air. Um, the efficiency of energy generation, solar panels, photovoltaic cells in general, the technology is by leaps and bounds every three to six months, it's doubling. So there's, um, there, there's no reason with what technological capability we have now that we still exist in a society that doesn't provide enough through the, just the operation of itself to provide for the people that exist within it. Um, People it's not, shouldn't be going it's not in about, debt because of health issues. Yeah, well, you know, because I mean, let's say you work well, at Ford and you work at Ford and you work at Ford and you guys are Republicans. Well, that, you- that kind of brings us back to the morality clause. Us as good people living in societies where it is very obvious whether they are uh, circumstantial, religious, or um, born within us in DNA, we need to then be more mindful, I, I would guess we would say, of what we're doing. Cognizant. And – and who they are affecting, you know, the um, the idea you guys spoke about of raping, pillaging, and, and murdering. Yes, there is that other side where, well, if I just take from everybody, 
I will be the only one who has, and that doesn't help me any because I can't go to the store down the street because there I isn't think that one anymore. Even in a lawless society, that person would get snuffed out pretty quickly. I, I would like to think there are those, and I think that's where I find myself. Uh, more of a, a renegade kind of bully's bully, so so to speak. If I see somebody uh, being mistreated or um, being taken advantage of in some way, I run into the fire to then make that right. And I think, sure. and I think that's what we are. And we get a little bit off topic, but but well, not really, because I think that it goes back to empathy. I mean, I think that that's something that humans are born with. Well, that's that's so, where my next question oh, was. So some of since us, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, I don't think those people, people are humans, but that's my that's another uh, podcast. Oh about. well, do we'll I, get to that I, one. Do I get into that? <laughs> not today. Um, uh, so, how then best do we reflect our opinions and our feelings and our our desires to have a certain sort of fairness. I mean, yes, I'm, I'm very liberal. I, I give to my community, which I have said. But I also feel that in the wake of that water bill debacle um, down in the city, um, why so many people just let their water get shut off without filling out the appropriate paperwork, without going to the appropriate offices, without taking those opportunities uh, to tap into those social systems that give you aid when you need it. And they just kind of went, oh, well, fuck it. I can't afford my bill. Sure. I'm, I'm not and so, I'm not saying everybody did that. And I certainly don't want to offend anybody who got caught up in that water circumstance down, down there. But there is that part of me that thinks, well, even if you can't provide for yourself or do the things based on your circumstances and your, and your status in life – there are systems in place, and they're not easy. They're not set up to be easy. And if anybody tells me they want to quit their job and go live on welfare, I would welcome them to do that for one year, no less than one year. And you go through that, and you see what that is like. It is the most degrading experience Absolutely. a human being can go through. So with that being said, how then do we properly reflect our state of being and our state of mind to then hold those who are in charge of those systems and in charge of our environments uh, on a bigger scale. Because, I mean, we, we, we're in charge of what we do in our neighborhood, but we are also governed by rules that other people higher than us have to. So how do we reflect and, and kind of do what we have to do to make sure that the right people are elected? How, how do we, we take have, our moral values or our valued we have, we morals? Have to, somebody with values has to run. <laughs> right, and the, the thing is, they are out That's there. That's deep. Those people are out there. And I just think we're a couple being, generations away from being them being hurt. presidents yet. But the other problem is when, we have, when we have a Congress that is what running a. Did you say Ben Shapiro? I did. Let's, let's, I don't even want to just move on. <laughs> Why did you even bring him up? Um, well, yeah, when we have a Congress who's got yes, what the lowest, the, the absolute <laughs> lowest <laughs> approval rating ever. Yeah, well, for anything, yeah. just about. But yet they have a 97% rehire rate. That's an issue. And yeah, that's yeah. people Defunct going into America. That's the fact of people going in and just voting because they recognize the freaking name. Of yeah. course. Yeah. Or they yeah. vote straight party ticket. Straight party ticket mm -hmm. or whatever. Which, and it's, which it's, is so helpful that, and detrimental. Okay, so unfortunately, some of this is on us. A we lot of to, it's on we us. We need to get however, out there every two years. Lot, however, we can fire these people and replace them. It is possible. Up until recently, our, our vote hasn't that way. We haven't thought that our vote mattered. Not that I voted for it, Trump well, because didn't. I didn't. Precisely. But who's, but who gives that narrative? It still doesn't really matter. Who sends that narrative? Our own government's kind of helping. Everything, oh, everything we see and hear so. that comes from the outside in, from the time we wake up until the time we go to bed. 
I mean, how many, could potentially manipulate us in a way well, we wouldn't morally and speaking, how many people know voluntarily that, go. How many people know that you can go almost every two years and vote your stinking congressman out? Oh, oh hopefully, how many people, hopefully yeah. Not more too many people than, do. Well, and, people and, and those really people who do, yeah. though, they don't do it. But, the only time they ever do go out and vote is for the stupid president. And unfortunately, not even hard, not even half the country does that. Nope. Okay, so FYI, how do you... there is an election in 2018, people. Exactly. Yeah, I wasn't sure if you were aware of that. The marijuana... Uh, Bill will be on that ballot, hopefully. Oh, oh so we're a good company yeah. here. Okay. So, when, when November, yeah. November, uh, what's the date? Second. November something, seventh, I think. Eighteen. Oh man, <laughs> not very. Helpful, I'm not sure. Huh? Oh, but. and and we have a <laughs> we we have a text message from a. A loyal viewer. We already have one. And, and she All did right. mention that we did, did drop stop? the F-bomb. Yes, yes, we did, yes, my darling. Yes. Um, and Jill Stein, question mark. So I'm not exactly sure where she was going oh, with that. The, uh, I, have a feeling, I have a feeling question. she probably has a T-shirt with some sort of So I, I like Jill Stein very much, too, in or, answer to that text. But she's, Anyway, no, I, I don't want to get off too much. I just Warren wanted question. to. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. What's her name? No, she doesn't oh, want to bring no. it up for a reason. No. The wife. <laughs> the wife. Which one? I don't know. We have five people in the room. That's true. Six. And all Sorry, of us. Jess. I see, I'm no, not I'm married. It you. doesn't apply to me. Okay, so okay. five of us have one. And they're all beautiful and gorgeous and absolutely taking care of our lives while we are mm-hmm. here being idiots. I don't understand why, but yeah. Okay, so, so <laughs> in the scope of, to, to stay on track, so how do we get then, not only absolutely tell the people that you know and the people that you think are intelligent, now leave the dumb people out if you think they're not going to vote your way, but then Come again, on. here we Be are nice. manipulating. <laughs> but, but think about it for a second. Though. But, would would any, anybody in this room actually run for office, even local? So, I would love to. I, I would absolutely so love the, uh, to. And I will tell you, it's my gender. I'm not changing my hair color for anybody. I did this for it's a cancer thing. I'm not getting into it. Um, but also my orientation um, and the fact that I've been in jail would probably get somebody out there much more conniving and manipulable than I, or manipulative than I am to but convince as an example everybody of that I'm a local politics person. where I'm at we're going through a lot of really weird shit at the local politics level that yep. there's no way I would run for office because I don't want my entire life and my spouse's life and my kids life and my parents life Drug through the media the sure. yeah. for, for no reason. People don't run clean so, campaigns no. anymore. It's all smear. Well, they campaigns. don't. And there's that good guy always loses mentality. Yeah. Where well, if you, you run and on a moral, do. valued platform, they do. you wouldn't have the ammunition of that automatic weapon that that other person is shooting at you. So then, so then, right. what do you do? But you'll and never. Then, that's why you'll never get a decent, a decent in quotes person into politics because no matter how perfect of a life you live, they will find something. That sure. will turn your life right? upside and down. Right, and I guess okay, I want to so, be the person so, that goes and stand up there well, and says, okay, kind of like M- what Eminem does in 8 Mile, right? I'm going to tell my story. I've been in jail for pot. I have, you know, not paid a ticket, and I got, there was a bench warrant set out. It was stupid. I was in jail for about an hour. Um, I did see a judge. I did have to go through a screening process. I took my fingerprints for the military. I mean, I, I would tell all of that up front. And say it you wouldn't know, matter. It would thing. still get spun Correct. against mm-hmm. you. Correct. So, so you can be a reason, very moral and, and valued be, good guy. And the you, reason you don't and see, you can't be an atheist. 
No. Oh, oh no, yeah. No, well, I would try and yeah, omit that entire like subject that. altogether. And they would ask you, or that'd be the first day of questions, like, what church do you go to, bro? Yeah. It exactly. depends on what level yeah. of Honestly, it's almost worse than being a Muslim. Yeah. You say you're an yeah. atheist. You're, oh, that we are literally the most hated minority on Earth. Like, Definitely. that's factually Agreed, accurate. Agreed, because then you yeah. get, like, pentagrammed. Mm-hmm. Well, we, we want to uh, sacrifice so, babies and eat goats. What's funny so is, the reason the other day, before you guys Which is funny, because I know many, just real quick. What was on the pizza earlier? I know many atheist people who are some of the best just love for the sake of loving people that I've ever met in my entire life. And without that umbrella of rules and judgments they should or should not have against other people, <laughs> Westboro Baptist Church. And I think <laughs> they are fantastic human beings. Uh, yeah, it, it depends one, one on your, your – um, it depends on what kind thing. of um, tax man you are. Uh, one thing – I'm oh. going to say something controversial, yeah, I, I guess. I've done enough mushrooms. If my like, family oh, heard it, they'd probably blow a spaz. Um, I heard a definition of secular humanist. Um, I like the definition. It might not be totally right, but I like it anyway. Um, if we uh, – so you're going to call me a secular humanist. If you want to define secular as um, not being held to one religion or another, just not being held to one religion. Sure. And a humanist as you place humans above pretty much anything else around here, then you might as well call me a secular humanist. I'm happy to be one. And guess what? Jesus Christ was one too. Fair enough. I think the reason you, point. you don't see people that you – okay, you know, um, we don't have great leaders anymore, and, and that's the issue. There, we have all these social justice warriors heading in 100 million different directions, right? And, and, right. and all that energy – we can't unite. All that, all that effort is wasted because there right. is no clearly defined path to get the desired outcome from. We don't have a Martin Luther King to follow. We don't have a Nixon tape to blame. We don't have – all the we don't we, you know with these trigger points that periodically popped up politically speaking um, to guide us down the obviously correct path. Yes, we do. We and, have thirty two thousand emails. Okay, well, congratulations. Yeah. So, so we don't get the people who are Did truly intelligent who understand the system as it is <laughs> and and what we could create as far as the system is concerned. Um, they don't ever bridge that gap politically because of all the 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 muck and mire involved in politics. And and when you consider any in any super intelligent person anyway is going to approach the situation like an energy expenditure. Okay, so it's going to take X amount of energy to push change through on a political spectrum, or I can very easily create an online program and become um, the next um, Elon Musk or Mark Zuckerberg and affect a hundred million, four hundred million, five hundred million people in a day with one post because that's a, a much better expenditure of my energy. It is so. I laws think aren't getting passed. That the, way. the only right. thing that's made no. this, this current too many generations climate, have to die off before anything will change in politics. Tell me, yeah. if, tell me if you think I'm wrong. I'm but telling you, you're wrong. I think the only. I, thing I, I, I also agree <laughs> so, with Matt. I don't. I I, I think that's the Go easy ahead, answer, and I think poison spreads much more quickly. I'm than with love Bruce does. all day long on that. We Even got long, okay. So last year, time. I was involved in politics for the city. For I don't know if we're allowed to say the cities, but like. For a very small city, I got I, I won I got to be the farmers market manager. Right? You would think that That's was a just, political position. You would think right. it wasn't. You <laughs> Do you wear a tie? I, I I did. I wore a suit and tie Is the it whole denim time. Denim or I did. Re, like real? And he looks no, pretty no, good in a suit too. I did. I, he didn't I, mention oh. the assless chaps though. Well, that's, that's how I got the job. I don't think we were talking about that. But no. So <laughs> you would think it. that it was nothing. Like you would think that you walk in there, it's already running. You, you bring in farmers, it's nothing. I, I got involved in it, like like there was Even so nothing much nothing. there was so much shit that uh, like that they were lying about to try to get me out of there that I was just laughing at them because I thought they weren't serious because they didn't like me from from the get go and there was it's because you have no hair it's, it's a lot of that but no no it, uh, 
But um, yeah, there, there was there was. <laughs> I don't know how to really phrase this properly without uh, getting too uh, too upset. But they pretty much. I, I got rid of people who were not farmers. Like I, I kicked a lot of people out who did not have their licenses, who were operating illegally, and I got fired for that because that stopped a lot of revenue coming in for that city. I'm sorry, but wasn't that okay? Money aside, okay, that's it's all I, money. I get that part. It's all but about the Benjamins. Wasn't that the point? What of a farmers market is to manage and work with yes. those who, who are legitimate, who are, are above those. board. That's what I thought. Because there's that's what ten I said. guys waiting for spots that mm-hmm. didn't get their spots because that's you what needed I thought. to drain the swamp. Oh, I get it. It's not that way. I was told specifically really by these people. Swamp drain, I said I have people coming in here. I have actual farmers, and I have other people who are going to Eastern Market at you know four o'clock in the morning and getting stuff off a truck and bringing it over here. And our farmers are upset about that. So I'm going to go ahead and get get rid of these people because I would like to keep our actual farmers happy because we're an actual farmers market. And they're the and ones that will be homeless before anybody thank else. Thank you. And this is a small town. You think that we would want small town. I mean, it's but and I literally lost my job because and they said, no, you're bringing in those people. And that's another and thing, too. That's people, that's how that went. So, I mean, you would think that you it was, got fired. I got absolutely from your job fired for doing for, for having doing morals and having yeah, values and so, having integrity. Because yeah. so there there's so many pockets that are involved in that are that are taking from this fund as small as it is, even though that fund might only be three or 400 bucks a week. There's so many hands in that, that if you rock anything, you're the bad guy, you get demonized. And and you know what I mean? a, People who did business with you, shook your hand, walk mm-hmm. past you on the street and don't look at you because, you know, for, well, for whatever and that, reason. That again, it's, it's a failing of the way we structure our political organization. We well, are a corporation. Of change. As an, People, a, Yes. People don't it, like to shake things. They don't well, like to rock okay, cradles. Well, okay, so um, and if you've America been taking is, money out of my pocket the same way for ten years, and somebody else comes and says you're not taking that money anymore, you're going to be upset about that, regardless of how legally you've been taking this money out of my pocket for. Then so that's kind of what's at, been going on. At, at its, at its very level. foundation, the United States is a corporation, and when you're born, your parents sign you into um, agency with that corporation as a separate corporation, um, and, and every branch of government, every smaller extrapolation of that, that same structure is all dependent upon that corporate mentality. And, and at the end of the day, revenue is king. You know? So um, that's why I don't think any real great social change or paradigm shift is ever going to happen coming out of the current political structure if it's even capable of upholding itself in society long enough to stay around long enough for some sort of you know, upheaval to change the way we operate things. But um, I think if it does, it'll come from some sort of tech-based, technological, industrial um, change is going to happen. People, it's well, definitely going to happen. It's well, going I, to happen. The, the right point I was going to make: the technology. Now, when, you're right. I, I now think that's when the people really who are running it, it can people tell are, a lie, we're going to have a mass of people who are going to start losing their jobs because of technology. Say what you want about Facebook, right? But I think the only thing that's really drawn so much light to all the issues we have politically as a culture. Uh, is the fact that we can all see each other now, you know, so good, good or bad. I think when we look back on this in 25 years, we'll consider the birth of Facebook when it was uh, introduced in society as as the, the turning point between this uh, go along to get along political mentality. We've always had toe the party line. And um, I think it would have been um, in its original existence. Now we have the option to block and unfollow people who don't hold those same values and opinions that we sure. do. And I feel now we are allowed to censor ourselves from true knowledge, from true honesty, and from things that make us uncomfortable. People now, Josh, you had a point you were trying to make, and I hope to God you still remember what it was. But I see you kind of – so I thought 
we'll re- refresh my memory. Well, the whole how do we with our moral value, uh, our moral values and our valuable morals. Like, I don't know. That's the, what the, I got out of The value of those morals. Yeah, I think too wow. much. The, their um, to how cost. do we then, you know, kind of take what we want to see and take how we want our society to be run and make sure that we get the right people doing it? Like, how can we, how can we use being good people to find and put in charge good people? I don't know. Well, so are, you uh, didn't have a point you were trying to make. Well, no, there's really the Polish girl saying it one more time. Well, yeah, I, I, I don't, believe I don't know. I think so. Was funny. I think is, that's point, my point. Are I we truly, destined for the most manipulative, masochistic person possible? Because the bad guys win. Right now? Yes. 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 Right now? Because endorsements. That's my point. How do we change it? And if we can't, then this is it. What's funny is I had this conversation yesterday at school, of all places. We were having this discussion about racism oh my and, god higher learning how dare you yeah i know um you gotta stay out of those elementary but anyway <laughs> my, my, the conversation was a kind of went, <laughs> we weren't necessarily supposed to be talking about racism and how bad it is right now but um one guy was just like he's at a point where he's like i'm i'm thinking we should just burn the constitution and rewrite it because mm-hmm. right now it's keeping us where we're at. But well, who, there's another could, question, too. Right could it. you imagine the special interest if we wrote oh the Constitution? Gosh. Oh, yeah. Dude, well, that would be I, the I, biggest cluster. Uh, uh, Everybody should have guns and, and guns. But and the problem is we don't have the right people in charge to write it. No, no that's <laughs> absolutely the issue. So the problem is not – I think, Artificial I think colors. If, <laughs> if there was a, a worldwide enclave and we were all forced to sit down and decide the UN? how we would like – yeah, right. Uh, how we would like the world to be governed or our countries to be governed or what basic human rights people should have. Um, we could all probably arrive at a, a pretty, you know, cohesive agreement on that. It would obviously take a little bit probably. of work to get everyone's idea in, but I think ultimately we could do that, e- even globally speaking. Yeah. So but, you need but, a giant so, think so tank. We have we have the, the what we all agree sphere. could be, or what we would like to have. Stop. Stop. But then we have where we are, and we have no one to bridge that gap for us because we are a herd, and we're looking for the clearest, the easiest way across this water, or. Um, th- you know, th- the hard path, whatever the case may be. So, can we um, go a bunch of lemmings? We'll yeah, just you know, jump off the cliff. You know, we've had the technology since the uh, arguably the fifties to create uh, effortless abundance. You know, like your hard work and your hard work will have nothing to do with what I get from what we all contribute to the operation of governance. So, you know, we talk about social welfare programs and and um, uh, what the SNAP benefits and and uh, Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, all those things. Um, in reality, the the operation of government itself should produce um, more than enough for all the people within its governance. I mean, that's its only job. Uh, and honestly, a computer program could handle that much better than any human being ever could. And then we would get down to the things that require human um, interference or, or um, interaction um, to actually make those changes on a, on a human level. We'd have a much more efficient um, use of our resources. Um, if, for instance, if we spent, let's, let's say we didn't spend any money on going to war for a second, right? And then we took half that money and we built a mile high wall around our country because we could afford it at that point, right? So now we've got our mile high wall. We're safe, right? And this is obviously, and we take the other half of that money and we develop an energy grid that is completely 100% renewable. You know, something that operates at like four or 5% loss yearly as far as, you know, like maintenance, that kind of thing, but otherwise costs no money to the people. Okay. And, um, 
Um, so now we've got energy handled, right? Okay, so now how do we better um, build infrastructure? Okay, well, it costs a lot of money to move all the grapes and strawberries from California to Michigan. So why don't we invest in vertical farms all over the country and take away that, that um, not only the cost of growing but also the cost of getting it to the, the end consumer? Um, and, 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 so, and you could go through every social uh, construct just that way. Um, water, uh, um, production, purification, wells, that sort of thing. Um, instead of using, um, but how do we get to that point? Petroleum well, based. Well, that's I mean, the thing. All, all, and, also, and this is why I think it'll right. be a technological. It'll come from corporations. So, like I said, everything Which corporation is, is, would you trust? So, but, I mean, everything right. is a distillation of that one major like corporation of the country. Like a, I think ultimately the only way as human beings to affect America. change with any kind of actual <laughs> leverage. Is to come together as a corporation. I mean, imagine if we had a hundred thousand yeah. people that are hearing this podcast, okay, and Woo. and they all <laughs> well, just. But I'm let's sorry. say we did, and 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 they all agreed that to some extent or another, that sort <laughs> of um, governance for all uh, is is a good idea. And they they had one dollar they could invest. Well, for a hundred thousand dollars, we could build a pretty big corporation. Well, and see, that's and, it. So so in in the interest of conversation, because we are running short here on time, we have uh, four minutes left. Um, the idea not only is to find somebody then that is reliable and worth our uh, trust and and belief and and worth us kind of putting our values and morals. I on. think I think the idea is actually but, that instead we need to stop trying to focus on a hero to lead the way and simply band together as human beings and affect that change ourselves. But can the tribe do that? Can the tribe do that? Well, right now with the government acting, anyone ever seen a rain of fire? No. Right. That's what I'm saying. Okay, so no, but they have an organizer, and that's not the same thing. No, it's so, not. but that organizer is often look, looked at as a leader. Some they're call the whatever you want. That is you true. I mean? Envy the country true. that has heroes, but pity the country that needs them. Right? Like, I mean, do we need someone to come to you know what needs to be done? It would hero. be nice, but we're never going to get to that point where the, we are being divided. We are divided. Absolutely, people, we're being divided. And the countries and the government's been doing this for decades and decades, centuries even. Mm-hmm. We need to get past that, which means the only way we can do that is to vote these idiots out of the office and put the people in there that we think will actually do this. Job. The problem is. We have to do our own research. We have to figure who these people are and not just vote. And that responsibility I agree. And that's just the way – if we're going to work for, within yeah. our own system, that's the way it's going to happen. Yeah. Right. Unless we change that system. Okay. I, and I think and that's I think harder that, than – I think that that's what the well, one good thing about trumping it. in office is that the average person can see that anybody can be president. You know, like they, the right. vote actually matters. But it, you know him, what I'm saying? Being, like, him also being in office, states, I think, stole. is waking a lot of people up right. of how screwed up this fucking government is. <laughs> I hope Absolutely. so. And so hopefully that will galvanize people to start making more responsible choices, politically speaking. Which is not to say this is the first time that has been that way. It has been that way for oh, a long time. And maybe just more now it is more obvious. There's we have somebody with a mask that is a little bit more transparent than those in the past have been. Yes. The, a little less uh, – a little less, say, ginger with playing the game. He's, he's, he's not, not really socially. Yeah, he's the first guy that you knew socially before he, well, So in that respect, I want to I stay on topic because we up, are going to end the show and wrap the show tonight. I want to say that between the one, two, three, four, five, and six of us, we are still divided and we do not have a solid answer to save the world. <laughs> and because it has been such so a long week. Why do I have to come back in two weeks? You have... <laughs> you have Oh, shit. Well, I mean, like the ultimate. You have sat here and listened to our punk wisdom. So, again, I am going to say thank you. Uh, On behalf of myself, 
our amazing engineer, Jess, who is still Yay, awake Jess. and Ooh, ready you. to go again. Uh, Josh, Bruce, Brett, and of course, none of this would happen without our dear friend, Matt. So thank you very much, guys, for stopping by this evening.